It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. We're going to do another little rendition of Free Agent Friday. We're going to take a look at some of the key positions for the Rams, talk a little bit about a wish list, and yeah, maybe some of these guys are you know, out of the price range of what the Rams can do. But we can talk about it because there's ways to get clever, and we've seen Les Snead do that in many fashions in the past couple of years and get players we didn't really think we had a chance in getting. So uh, we're going to take a look at a couple of those positions. We're also going to take a look at some of our own free agents. Yes, we've talked about some of the big names, uh, which we'll kind of touch on again today. But we're also going to take a look at some of the guys on that bottom half of that list, a little bit cheaper guys, shall you say, uh, I don't want to call them roster fillers, but guys that had a role in 2019 and see if they still can find a role in 2020. So we're going to talk about that. Guys, don't forget to go hit the subscribe button, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Himalaya. Also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, give us a follow. LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter, Lockdown Rams, all those other accounts. Shoot us a question. We're going to get some more questions from you guys next week. Do a little uh mailbag monday twitter tuesday maybe a, a little bit combined there so if you got some questions for us whether it's uh free agents draft questions coming up roles in 2020 questions about the past uh in 2019 even about the super bowl coming up hit me up with all those things we want to talk about them here i want to hear what you guys want to talk about so uh don't be afraid to reach out and say what's up but a fun little show to close the week for you guys But with that, let's just jump right into it. It's no surprise that in 2019, the Rams took a little bit of step back offensively. They went from one of the best teams in the league to middle of the pack. And a lot had to do with the consistency up front, starting with those big guys. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. It's Free Agent Friday, and we are looking at some of those guys up front that are out there on the market that the Rams could potentially be interested in adding in trying to strengthen that group up front. Remember, in 2017 and 2018, that offensive group played every single game together, not getting injured, and helping lead Todd Gurley to two amazing seasons on the ground, as well as Jared Goff's development through the air. It was a fun offense to watch, but we saw a step back in 2019 with injuries, underperformance, and young guys forced into a role that they might not have been ready for. So with that, let's take a look around the NFL uh, at some of the free agents in 2020, some guys that have performed well and other teams that will be available and looking for a new contract. And again, some of these guys are near the top of the list on a lot of teams' want list, and the Rams dealing with a certain amount of money, which isn't a lot it seems like these days, uh, might be handcuffed by uh, that in general. But remember, Les Snead has been incredibly creative. Los Angeles has been a market that players have wanted to come out and play in, 
And don't forget, the new CBA in 2021 is going to raise that salary cap. So maybe there's a way to structure some deals where some of the big money comes off the books uh, later in the contract. Again, getting creative and finding a way to get a guy in the door. And let's uh, worry about money problems later. And of course, that's me saying this. I don't have to pay any of these guys. But uh, you want to look at getting some proven talent in. And you're probably going to have to pay for it. So this is a wish list. And again, if the Rams can scoop up any one of these guys, you have got to be ecstatic. And I think the list would start somewhere near the top. We've talked about a handful of guys, so we'll, we'll bring up a few new guys that we might not have mentioned in the past. Brandon Scherf, he is a guard from the Washington Redskins. He's 28 years old. He was drafted back in 2015. He was the number five pick overall. And they got a couple interesting guys there in Washington. You got Trent Williams as well that held out all of last season, um, you know, basically talking about some of the issues that he had over there with uh, his medical conditions and how they handled that and some of the lingering injuries. He's talked that he still wants to play football. He's still got one year left on his deal, $12.5 million, none of it guaranteed. And even back in December, Williams talked about uh, he wouldn't rule out returning to Washington, but, quote, it would be hard to see that as far as how far both sides have been apart. There are talks about trying to trade him with that one year left on the deal. Uh, maybe he could renegotiate a contract. That might be an interesting thing for the Rams. Another veteran guy. Maybe he wants to come out to Los Angeles and kind of see what we have to offer here in sunny California, working with Sean McVay, trying to get out of, obviously, what seems to be a toxic relationship in Washington. But there's also, as we mentioned, Brandon Scherf. 28 years old, and Eric Flowers, who's 26 years old. Now, if Washington's smart, they might want to lock up these two guys and kind of continue to build that offensive line around them. But again, as free agents, there's opportunity to maybe go somewhere else. Ron Rivera, does he want to keep some of these guys or bring in new guys? Those are some of the questions coming up. Uh, as far as Brandon Scherf, some of the things that you want to know about him, he was number seven PFF guard in 2019, and that was with some of the injuries that he had. He did not finish the season uh, he went out with a shoulder injury, and then even back in 2018, he had a tore pec that he didn't finish the season. But when healthy and when playing, he is a top 10 guard in this league, and he may get paid like that this offseason, uh, depending on who's looking to pick him up. But again, that CBA in 2021, uh, expect the salary caps to go up. Maybe the Rams could get creative. Uh, any three of those guys could be interesting. You know, McVay likes picking out of that Washington Redskins group, so keep an eye on those guys. So I got a couple more guys to highlight on the other side. We are going to step aside. We've got more of Free Agent Friday coming up. We're going to finish these offensive linemen, and then we're going to kick into some of the free agents for the Rams and where we sit with all that. More coming up Free Agent Friday right after this. Before we get over the next segment, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about blue oochoo. Yeah, that's about all I'm going to do as far as some karaoke. But you guys get the deal. We're talking about blue chew, one of our favorite sponsors here on the show. I complained all season about the Rams not being able to get shipping down, but we'll get that figured out next year because Blue Chew is for all you guys that are listening and even for the girlfriends that might be listening. Hook up your man and get some Blue Chew ready because it's not just for guys who can't perform, but it's for guys who are looking for some extra boost in the bedroom. This goes both ways, people. For the guys, you get to kind of show off your skills. For the ladies, you get some improvement in the bedroom. Uh, so no complaints all around. 
And what's best, they're made here in the USA, shipped directly to you, so you don't have to go to the pharmacy or stand in line, Mr. Modder, your boner pills are ready. None of that, no embarrassing doctor visits. They just come to your door, and boom, like that, you're ready to go that night. You can also take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. So all you got to do, because they've got an awesome special deal just for our listeners, is visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay the $5 shipping again. That's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. BlueChew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Well, now that we got the bedroom covered, let's talk about uh, covering some finances, and that can be done this weekend with my bookie. Remember, if you're that type of guy that thinks you know all about the sports and can call every single game, well, you might as well be getting paid for it. And you can do that with my bookie and put cash in your wallet today between the end of football season with the Super Bowl, all the prop bets that they're going to have, NBA in full swing, and obviously college basketball off and cracking. It is time to get off the sidelines and get into the action with my bookie. If you're the guy that likes to bet a little but win a lot, aren't we all, right? You can try out a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet on multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you put $2,000 down, you're going to get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Doesn't get better than free money, people. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON. Take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's kick back into this offensive lineman search and who else is out there. Another guy to keep an eye on is Graham Glasgow of the Lions. He's 27 years old, a guard center, a third round pick back in 2017. He didn't allow a sack in 2019. He had career highs in overall protection and run blocking. Again, this is a guy that's probably going to come out uh, and demand some dollars. But interesting, you know, the Rams like to find guys that can play multiple positions. He is known to play center and guard. Uh, that is something that is highly excitable for the Rams. And what we've seen in the past is they've moved guys around. And that center position, uh, Austin Blythe, the guy that we'll talk later in the show about, uh, he's up as a free agent. You got Brian Allen coming back on an injury. What does that really mean for him? So that is an interesting guy uh, to look at. Another guy, Joe Tooney, 27 years old. Uh, he was drafted back in the third round out of NC State by the Patriots. And you got to remember, Patriots aren't known for giving up big contracts or kind of re-signing some of their guys. They like to continue to develop. Uh, we saw them in the past kind of move on from some high-end contracts or guys that were going to get paid. Nate Solder comes to mind for the Patriots as an offensive lineman. They let go. He went to the Giants. Probably worked out for them. He had a pretty poor Uh, 2019 season they're even looking at New York maybe switching him up on the line Uh, but that kind of shows you what the Patriots have done 
Since Joe was drafted uh, back in 2016, he's played over 99.4% of those snaps since he was drafted, and that is tallying up over 5,300 snaps. He started in all 74 games, including the playoffs, and has only allowed one sack in the last two seasons and wasn't called for a penalty in 2019. Uh, You think that guy's going to get paid? Yes, probably. Think he's out of the Rams' budget? Yes, probably, but... Again, though, you got to kick the tires, see if you can get creative. Les Snead, find a way to convince a guy like that to come out and play with Sean McVay. Maybe you get the likes of Andrew Whitworth to stay around, uh, and you can build this envision of rebuilding this offensive line. Eh, Probably not going to happen, but a guy to keep an eye on and just kind of curious where he goes in general and what the Patriots do if they go and try to give the man some money. And lastly, another guy to keep an eye on would be Broncos center Connor McGovern. He was drafted in the fifth round, 2016, played both right guard and center with the Broncos, even though all last year in 2019, he started all 16 games at the center position. But again, another guy with some flexibility. Uh, He's played 36 games during his three seasons in the NFL. He's shown some good things on film. It'll be interesting to see what the Broncos end up doing with him. But the Rams want to look into the free agent market. Obviously, don't have a lot of dollars to spend. So maybe it's through the draft. They look to do some of these things. But those are some of the guys that are jumping out at me and what I would do to be a fly on the wall in Les Snead's room to see where he is looking at in this offensive line and trying to rebuild. Because again, we've got some young guys. We've got some talent. We've got some guys coming back from injury. So maybe it's not as bad as it looks, but you definitely want to address that area and continue to build to the room so you got some more depth. And we don't see what we saw in the middle of the season where that line kind of fell apart, left Jared Goff running for his life and Todd Gurley with not many holes to run through. If we can sure up that front line, we can probably sure up the offense a little bit and see our offense get back to what we saw in 2018. Well, as we kick back over to some Rams-focused free agents, uh, you know the likes of the top of the list, the guys that are really going to command some dollars and Dante Fowler, uh, Corey Littleton. You can look at Greg Zerline as being one of those guys as the top kicker uh, free agent of this year. Michael Brockers, I mean, he made... $10, $11 million last year. I can't imagine he's going to be taking much less. I think he'll probably come down off that price, but uh, we'll see where he ends up going and what the Rams end up doing with him. Andrew Whitworth, another veteran, 38 years old. Uh, He made $11 million in 2019. Questions on what he might be looking for in 2020 are still out there. We don't really know. We don't know how much he is looking to stay in LA. Does he want to maybe go back to Cincinnati and finish his career out there? Uh, A lot of questions with Andrew Whitworth and obviously we'll continue to have those conversations. Uh, But I want to kind of focus on some of the guys a little deeper on the list and see what is possibilities for them. So we'll pick up this conversation on the other side. We're going to address those players who else might be obviously on the offensive line, but outside of that, potentially important for the Rams to be back in 2020, as we've talked a lot about uh, their limited cap space and trying to get creative guys. They like, who is it? We'll talk about it next locked on Rams Friday. And as we talk about the Rams making all the right moves in 2020, you too have to make the right moves and it starts by where you're buying your car. And if you don't know by now, our friends down at Metro Infinity are the best place to go get a new or used car if you're in the market. 821 East Central Monrovia, just off the 210 in Monrovia. Brand new, multi-million dollar facility. Super dope. You gotta go check it out. They're the only car dealer in California that's family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. Let me know if you are looking for a car. 
Shoot me an email at brad at lockdownpodcast, podcast with an S, dot com. Let me know if you want to go down there. I will hit up my man, Billy, personally and set up an appointment for you. I will make sure you guys get the VIP treatment. That is what they're all about here. They want to be a little bit different than all of the other dealerships. And that starts with the way that they treat you once they come in. So let me know if you're going down there. I'll help set up the appointment. And remember... If you get in there and you remind them that you're with Lockdown, they're going to give you another $500 off of any car. Awesome deal. You got to give them a chance to earn your business. They have all the new cars in stock 2020. They also have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or go check them out online, metroinfinity.com. Let me know, brad at lockdownpodcast.com if you're going, and I'll help set you up with a sweet appointment and start you off on the right track. Metro Infinity, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. So looking back at the Rams and some of the options on the offense side of the ball, not many on the offensive line position. Obviously, there's Coleman Shelton, uh, who spent most of his time on the practice squad. I think he came up maybe once or twice when we got really uh, low there on the depth on the offensive line, but he didn't really see any action. Uh, He's a free agent. Another guy that I think that you're probably going to want to pick up and uh, just bring back on the practice squad, bring him through the whole process of Uh, training camp and OTAs and everything like that. But one of the guys that really jumps out at me is Austin Blythe, 28 years old, guard, uh, guy that moved around, ended up playing center for us to close the season. He did such an amazing job, and and there was complaints about what he did at the guard position. I totally understand that. It was a down year for him, considering in 2018, he kind of jumped onto the scene took over that right guard position and really kind of helped stabilize that line that was performing really well across the board. And he just kind of fit in right away at that position. But uh, the whole right side took a step back in 2019. You had Rob Havenstein that did not play up to par from what we had expected from him. And then you had Austin Blythe right next to him that really struggled. And then Brian Allen went healthy at center, didn't really play well. So that whole right side of the line, even going down to center, uh, really underperformed most of the season. Uh, Once Brian Allen went out, we shifted Austin Blythe over to center, and you started to see him come back a little bit and start to feel a little bit more comfortable. You remember, uh, he was actually uh, drafted and looked at as a center coming out of college, so that was what was primarily uh, the first position for him. So going back to center, uh, you saw him get pretty comfortable there, and you saw that position start to get a little bit better, as well as as we plugged in other guys Along that line, Rob Havenstein got hurt as well. We had two of the rookies uh, come in and help out there, David Edwards and Bobby Evans, and they really seemed to kind of help that line stabilize. They didn't blow it up and get us in conversations of being top five, but they helped us get back to where you know we could get Jared Goff some protection. Again, McVay did some creative things. We moved a little bit more to 12 personnel, bringing in some tight ends to help block and, and whatnot, rolling Jared Goff out of the pocket, Uh, I remember that Niners game near the end of the season. That's like all they did in the first half was just roll them, roll them left, right. Keep them on the move. It worked really well in the first half. In the second half, uh, the Niners adjusted and they started having free runners at Jared Goff as he went on those bootlegs. But 
Um, just trying to put these pieces together so you don't have to game plan around your players, but you can really kind of open up and allow your offense to do multiple things outside of uh, trying to protect the weak link of that offensive line. But I think it is highly important for Austin Blythe to come back. He has so much familiarity in this program, uh, and really you almost start to like him at center more than uh, Brian Allen, and we'll see how those injuries kind of you know are fixed and what we end up going there. But maybe one of those guys I mentioned earlier in the first segment that is a guard-center duo, uh, you might want to look to do that, or you're looking to draft a center, a very good draft class this year on the offensive line, particularly in the center position. So we'll have to kind of keep an eye out for that. We're going to be talking about that as we get closer and we start looking at position groups in the draft and what there is and where we can get them at and how it kind of goes with the Rams picks. But Austin Blythe, I think uh, he made $600,000 last year. You can probably get him back for, you know, around league minimum or even just a little bit over, but he's going to be a cheap guy uh, that in a weird way brings some veteran type of leadership to this team. He's been around. He's played multiple positions on this line. Uh, he's very familiar with the coaching staff, what McVay's trying to do. So um, as much as I know some people out there going, Ugh, how much he struggled at guard this year, I think he really kind of helped out at the center position. I think he deserves to come back. Also keep in mind that the Rams signed nine players to reserve slash future contracts, ensuring each of them will have a roster spot on the team this spring. Keep in mind any player that wasn't on the active roster at the end of the regular season is eligible to sign the reserve future contract. These deals do not count against the salary cap or the 53-man roster limit, but they allow teams to lock down young talent for their 90-man roster ahead of spring practices and training camp. Uh, some of those guys were... Also on that O-line, uh, Jeremiah Colone was one of those guys that continued to be on the practice squad. You kept wondering if he was going to get a chance. I think maybe he was active for one game. I don't know if he actually ever really got some snaps uh, in any game time. Uh, another name on the linebacker's side that might be interesting as we see the likes of Dante Fowler maybe moving on. Ja'Kai Polite, uh, we talked a lot about him with Jake last year as he was kind of at one point, there was talks about the Rams looking at him uh, and spending a pick on him. Uh, he ended up going, I believe, to the Jets and then they let him go uh, even before the season started potentially or right uh, early in the season. We picked him up. He was on the practice squad all season and hopefully just kind kind of developing him and helping him mature. He had kind of similar characteristics and question marks that Dante Fowler had coming out of college. And we've seen how obviously Dante's been in the league for, you know, four years now plus, and he's kind of been able to mature a little bit. Great group of guys out here. Hopefully you can see the same type of thing with Ja'Kai Polite. Uh, he played at Florida Quarterback John Wolford, a guy that we talked about, uh, and I almost giggle as I say his name because we talked about him the other day as maybe moving up with Blake Bortles is on his way out. One of those free agents that we could talk about here uh, and really what he's going to be doing and what the Rams are going to do with the backup position. John Wolford, really excited people. He was another one of those guys of those uh, nine players to sign the reserve and future contracts. So he'll be back, which is nice for the Rams, kind of lock him up. Uh, which is funny because he was a practice squad guy but had all the hype in the world. Uh, if he can just get an opportunity to crack into that roster. Uh, then defense tackle Marquise Copeland was probably another name that you might remember from the season of us talking about some of the depth that we have down there. 
Uh, but those are some of the names that kind of jumped on that list and got to remember as the Rams are building at least that 90-man roster. Not these guys don't really have a, aren't shoe-ins to make the team or anything like that, but they've got some depth there. Looking back at some of the guys that are free agents this year, Marquise Christian, man, he was huge for the Rams. He only made $637,000 last year. Uh, he's going to be a free agent. He's 25 years old. He's young. He's versatile, uh, safety, but he came down in the mix and played a little bit of that same role that we saw Taylor Rapp play uh, in that nickel linebacker role where he came up and made some plays at the line but also dropped back into some coverage. I think this is an important signing, especially with John Johnson coming back, Eric Weddle leaving, Taylor Rapp going into his second year. There's kind of some weird flow there that you want to grab a guy and keep a guy like Marquise Christian that had uh, really fit into this team well and has been counted on uh, multiple times. Another guy, Dante Dion. Uh, 26 years old, another guy that made about $600,000 at the safety position. Very versatile guy. Uh, didn't get tons of opportunity on the Rams, but another guy that they seem to really like. Another locker room guy as we talked to uh, Serena Morales that he always brought a lot of energy there as well. So that's an interesting piece on that cheaper side of things if you're looking to kind of fill some roster spots with some guys that are familiar here in that secondary that's already pretty strong and you're just kind of looking for guys to kind of Hold that up as well. And then another guy as we're sticking on the defense side of the ball, Morgan Fox, who missed the previous year with that ACL that happened right before the season. That was a super bummer and kind of put him back, uh, you know, kind of behind the eight ball. But he had a pretty good bounce back year uh, in 2019 and, and near the end of the year started to come on and he saw the production pick up a little bit. Uh, he ended the season with two sacks, 18 tackles, uh, and really, like I said, those last handful of games, you started to hear his name be called a little bit more. He signed with the Rams back in 2016 as an undrafted free agent out of Colorado State. Uh, I just really like the guy as far as, again, if we're looking in locker room fits, you're looking at price. Uh, and we haven't seen the best of the best of what he can produce, but you still like, um, especially coming off that injury, uh, you saw him get better throughout the year. We'll see with the Rams again, a guy that you hear that they like a lot. Uh, so we'll see if he can make it back. Uh, Bryce Hager, inside linebacker. At one point, he was given the nod as a starter, and uh, not too many people were happy by the end of it, he kind of really struggled, and then he got injured and was out. He made about $800,000 last year. He's 28 years old. I don't know if it's time. I was trying to say it was time last year uh, that Bryce Hager was kind of done here, but they wanted to bring him back uh, as part of that young core at the middle linebackers, as we saw kind of that inexperience in the linebacker area, as we did with the O-line. But questions remain on what they're going to be doing with him. Uh, same can be said for Josh Carraway, a guy that never really got a fair shake. Uh, outside linebacker, 26 years old, made about $500,000 last year. Again, as you're building a roster and you're looking for, like we talked about earlier, maybe not that 53, but for that 90, maybe you bring him back into camp and see what he can do again. Uh, this is the one that I'm actually really curious about. Johnny Munt, a guy that I completely tried to cut last year as our third tight end, 25 years old. He made just over $500,000. I think you could probably get him around that same price, around that league minimum. Uh, he really was a big part of some of the success the Rams saw near the end of the year, uh, protection-wise and even even, you know, you saw him have flashes of as a receiver as well. I still think the big strength and what he does is blocking. But if he can continue to get better, we saw what they did with Tyler Higby last year. Me and Jake have talked about what they're going to do uh, with the other tight end with Gerald Everett. Is there a potential to move him, try to get a pick, try to get a player? 
uh, or do they look to keep all three of these tight ends? But I think Johnny Munt, a guy that a year ago, uh, if you asked me, I probably would have been like, see you later. Uh, and now I'm kind of interested on if we could bring him back. Nasimba Webster, another guy that's on the offense side, wide receiver, 24 years old. He made, again, around that league minimum, $495,000. He finished the season in return for us. Uh, didn't overly impress in that position, but didn't really fail in that position. The other guy uh, that is up is Jojo Natson, 26 years old. He made about $645,000. Uh, you might want to just pick between those. Nasimba, I'd probably go with just because because he's younger and I think he's probably a little bit better of a wide receiver if you're looking to get versatility and a guy that can do more than just return game. JoJo had his flashy moments. He also had a couple mishaps throughout the year. Uh, he got banged up and was put on IR to end the season. So uh, that position that we've seen kind of a rotating position, even going back to Farrell Cooper, that uh, the return game, you know, especially as NFL is kind of switching up some of these rules and, you know, not making it as huge of a part. Yes, I mean, I think the big part is in the punt return, just securing the ball and how important that is. But do you want to go out of your way to try to bring a guy back? We'll see. Uh, JoJo might be one of those guys that is left out in the cold uh, when it comes to the end of the day. And another guy in the wide receiver position, Mike Thomas, a guy that I continue to try to cut as well. Uh, he hung around another year, 26-year-old wide receiver, $600,000 roughly is about what he was making. Uh, and we'll see if he is going to come back and what he's going to be doing. So uh, that is an interesting case. He had an opportunity to kind of make a move when we had some injuries at that wide receiver position when Brandon Cooks was out. Robert Woods was away for a time, and he just didn't splash. Josh Reynolds always kind of ended taking up a little bit more of that. He played some uh, role on special teams, but you always can assume that uh, as you build out your roster, you can always find those good guys on special teams. So I'm curious to see. They, they like Mike Thomas. They made it a point to keep him around. So we'll see if he gets another crack in 2020. But that's all I got for you guys today as I kind of rambled there to close the episode Friday edition. We appreciate you guys listening. As always, we'll be back next week and we're going to start kind of looking a little bit more into the Super Bowl and we're going to kind of do some of these fun things we've been doing all week, continue to get some guests on and we're prepping and getting ready for that NFC West crossover. We'll talk more about that coming up next week. But with that, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.